Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine wanted to be a episode 665 for August 30th, 2021. You can turn it off now. It's just me and Anthony. What's up? I'm the milkman. I have to <laughs> deliver my milk. Oh, it feels good to see Psychonauts being like in the zeitgeist again. Yeah, so I guess give me quickest roll into what I've been playing. Uh, I finished the original Psychonauts, finally. I had started that game more times than I want to admit. Because um, I'm familiar, I was super familiar with the first level. And I know I made it to the cabin. But I, I don't recall, I couldn't recall much after that. Like, I don't even know if I got to uh, Session 9. So, uh, Session 9's lab in the first game. So, I finished it. My thoughts are a little bit mixed. Mostly positive. Um, I know that game went through some some troubles in development, and I feel like it shows towards the end of that game. And I'm playing the Steam version, which is apparently changed to be less difficult on the final stage. But um, it, it really, it really quickly accelerates to an ending in that final little bit. Um. But like you know, I, I quoted the milkman conspiracy. Uh, Boyd is an amazing character who I love, um, and the fact that his final line in the game is, "Do you want to split the cap?" <laughs> um, and and like, it's so weird because so I'm playing. I put my story of playing this is like, oh, Psychonauts two is out. I'm gonna finally finish Psychonauts one. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna play it on PS4. Because it's on PS4 as a PS2 classic. And most of those look pretty good. Uh, and then I'll have trophies. So that's the way I'm going to do it. So I hop on. I'm, I play through the first level. And I go, this game doesn't look this bad. This this is this is terrible looking. Like, this might be the worst looking game I've seen on a modern-ish console in a while. So I'm like, all right, so... Let me compare it to the Xbox original version. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe this is how it always looked. Uh, I download the Xbox version on Game Pass, and I'm like, well, this is definitely what I remembered playing on the PC back then. So I'm just going to load up the PC version. So I download my PC copy, which, uh, you know, I've owned forever. And um, I... Yeah, uh, sorry. I was seeing if I could find out when I bought it. Anyways, 
Um, they they had updated it a while, like years ago, to have like Steam achievements and stuff. So I'm I'm playing through it that way. But I to get it to start up, I had to run it in Windows 98 accessibility or uh, accessibility mode, which is bizarre. Um, and after that, it ran fine. I had widescreen. I had high def. Boy, those rent pre-rendered cutscenes look bad. <laughs> well, they're they're, were... they're old as dirt at this point. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, oh man, like every time it switched over, I'm like, I wish you had just stayed with the in-game graphics because, boy, do those look way better. Um, but uh, yeah, like really, I. It's it's weird because the game really straddled what. I think Double Fine is more well known for, which is, you know, point and click adventure type stuff, right? Puzzle games. And being a really good collect upon platformer. Um I was trying to get all the achievements and I ended up bailing right at the end because I'd missed a few that you have to be in a specific place at a specific time. Uh that you wouldn't really think of because why would you think to go and check there? Um, so I was like, ah, I'll just start up. And then it was like, oh, one, you have to buy something on Christmas Day on your computer. I'm like, I'm not changing my clock for this. <laughs> and then just slowly turned into, I don't care enough. Um, but like the writing and the fact that every level felt fairly different. Um, and just all the little like things that you would not think that they'd write dialogue for. You can bring around, um, oh God, the turtle. Uh, Mr. Pokelope <laughs> and bring Pokelope around to all the kids and they have specific dialogue just in case you're carrying Mr. Pokelope um, yeah I man it, it, you know it's a really good game when you finish it you go man I really wish that ending level didn't suck so hard and then go ah, fuck it though like for, to fail on like one last thing like the boss was good but the the platforming in the last level felt like a PS2 game. Well, the rest of the game didn't. There was a few moments where I'm like, yeah, this is something that, like, you can tell it's not a lot of geometry because they just couldn't have that many polygons. But I loved it. So I did the natural thing, and I already had it downloaded. It started up Psychonauts 2, and uh, wow. <laughs> you could tell 13 years have passed. <laughs> like, holy shit. Yeah, um, and Psychonauts 2 is amazing from start to finish. There's there's only like one or two levels that kind of dragged for me, but everything else was but, excellent. But they brought back like all the actors, mm-hmm. and it's like they haven't cha- like aged a day. Like all the them sound the same. And I think my favorite thing is that um oh god, what's the dentist's name? Oh, uh, Dr. Lobato? Yeah, Dr. Lobato might be my favorite. That would the introduction with Dr. Lobato, the introduction level, Were they might be my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> not even just that. Not even just that. I was like, what is going on? Need your supervisor to sign this. Oh. <laughs> I got it. You need your boss to sign this. Um, but no, just the way that he, the, all of his dialogue and like, I liked him in the first game, but he, he never really got the full moment to shine because where he was relegated to. That's the reason why I say, like, I felt like that game had to wrap up quicker 
And I wouldn't be surprised because what they were supposed to be an Xbox published game or something like that. And yeah, the, the story. Happen. Yeah, so it was supposed to be published by Xbox. Supposed to be exclusive. It was that and Malice. You remember Malice? Um, yeah, Atari with, ended up publishing Malice, and without Gwen Stefani, if I remember correctly, because she was the draw of that game. Oh, was she now? She was supposed to uh, voice the main character, and that, that was supposed to kind of be the hook. Oh wow. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, that was supposed to be a Microsoft-published game, and then it ended up at Majesco, so. And it was Argonaut's last game, uh, Malice, that is. But yeah, yeah, Majesco published the Xbox version of Psychonauts, but when I started up it on PS4, um, another name came up, and I went, I don't know who this is, and I went, ooh, this is not very good. Um, uh, Budcat? Budcat, that's the one. I've never heard of Budcat. Mm, uh, was an American de- was American ve- video game developer based in Iowa. Um, they must have did the port, I guess. Yeah, and they apparently were they worked on Guitar Hero and Madden and Medal of Honor and stuff. So they were but, a port uh, house. Apparently, yep. But boy, that that's a bad port. Don't play that. If you're like me and you're like, I'm going to finally play Psychonauts, do not, unless it's literally your only option, do not play the PS4 version. Buy it on Steam and then just run it in Windows 98 accessibility mode because, man, the graphics are terrible. It has major sl- uh, slowdown. It was so bad. But um, the... Man, like I'm enjoying Psychonauts 2 already. The fact... The fact that it's so pretty, like you know, I'm getting massive Ratchet and Clank vibes, like the the Ratchet and Clank PS4 game. But it is maintaining its sense of humor, which the Ratchet and Clank on PS4 did not. Like Psychonauts still has the same sense of humor. Um, I love when you get your first Psy Power badge. I don't want to spoil it for people, but that was. I, I I audibly laughed out loud because I just so after playing the first game for so long, it totally took me by surprise. Um, but I, even the new side powers in this game like feel great. I can't cheese it all by getting on the um, levitation ball and just jumping the whole game, which I did in the, I did in the uh, PC the uh, PC original. So. Um, the other game I played more of and then stopped playing was 12 Minutes. <laughs> so, um, I went back to 12 Minutes. And I, I, I guess, like, spoilers, just in case. I'm going to try to avoid it. But, you know, if you're really worried about it, I, you know, skip, I guess. Um, I finally get the watch. Am I going to say how or where? But I finally get the watch. I figure out the things I needed to do to get the watch. And I hand it over. And then I was killed. And I went, alright, I'm going to need a little bit something to get me to want to try to figure this out more. Because at this point, this, that, like, are you, at this point, the fact that that did nothing to really move this along made me really irritated. So, so I look up what what's going on in the plot. And you should never... Your response to reading the plot should never be 
what? Like, I had to go back, re-read the stuff I already have done in the game. And I went, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, maybe maybe this gets a little bit more. So I'm like, I read on. I'm spoiling myself because I am, at this point, irritated. And I'll explain kind of more more in-depth why I was irritated with the gameplay. Um, But uh, I'm irritated with the gameplay. And I'm like, maybe if the story is good enough. I read that whole thing, and at the end of it, I messaged you, Ken, and I went, fuck this. I'm not playing it. <laughs> I deleted it. I was irritated. I am, you know, uh, if you're gonna, if you're gonna approach some, some subject, some subject matter, um, I'm not gonna say what, um, I don't think it needs a content warning, really, but, like, it's, like, you know, eh, uh, you you better have a good story to go along with it, and this is not. It's not. I'm gonna use the term blank. It's blank, but it's not even smart blank. It's just dumb blank. Do you get what I'm saying, Ken? Yeah, no, I'm following you. It's like, it's like I it told you, they never earn it. Well, they don't. They don't. They don't earn it. But it also just doesn't make sense. No, like, it doesn't. So it's like questions. you started You started with this. You Basically, it feels like they started with this, here's how it's going to end. And they rework a bunch of crap around it that doesn't really fit it. Um, I, I would argue it sounds like they had the game concept. And then they, they, they had a story and both of them were incomplete ideas. And so they put them together. Oh, because it's... I don't... I don't feel like the gameplay loop feeds into the story, really. Because it's just the way that you're finding out the story. But if you want non-linear storytelling, um, Slaughterhouse-Five is non-linear storytelling. Um, which is a book, movie, whatever. Deal with that. Or watch it however you want. But, or like Take it in however you want. There's a comic, there's a book, there's a movie... It's all the same, but it's like it's a non-linear storytelling. Um, but my my bigger issue with this, and I, I mentioned that like there's the sexy brutal um, and uh, Nosia from earlier this year that I loved. Um, there is really no reason for the time loop. I cannot give you like other than that being the gameplay. To me, there is no real plot reason. Other than to just kind of keep you coming back and trying different things. And it's a game that wants you to experiment, but then doesn't tell you if you've succeeded in any way. So then there's, so it's not like, I understand not wanting to give a list of like information you need to collect, but in Nosia, the, 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 the main hook of the game is that you're basically playing a really basic version of werewolf or among us or whatever you want to call it where you're trying to figure out who's the imposter among you certain people have certain jobs that tell you whether or not that person is guaranteed to be um you know human or not it was really interesting um but the the thing that made you keep coming back was trying to achieve these different outcomes and because this game doesn't really tell you what's going to change the outcome, and most of the outcomes are you dying, there's no reason to go back, because 
I can experiment, but then it'll be something really small and obtuse. And so now I'm not sure what the hell I'm supposed to do. And you'll, I guess, spoiler, um, in the main room that you enter, because there's only three rooms, really, um, there's the spoon, and if you take the spoon, you can take the vent cover off. Does it achieve anything when you do it? I, man, I don't know, because, like, that's the thing, like, there's all this stuff they want you to do, but then they, they don't even give you 12 minutes. That's the thing. It's game 12 minutes. They don't give you 12 minutes to do the stuff before Willem Dafoe's character shows up. It's like, there's so much wrong on a gameplay level, and then the story just doesn't succeed in any sort of way. Um, oh man, just <laughs> irritating. And like, you know, I feel like I've, I'm probably the person that's kind of the most sort of like, at times bleeding heart liberal you know uh you know respect pronouns and all that stuff and other times i'm probably the biggest asshole um i don't want to come off as like there's things that you shouldn't talk about in video games but there's a reason why we don't talk about certain things and in this game i feel like they totally don't understand how you can make an interesting story out of it and that's the reason why we don't talk about those things like this is the proof of like why you shouldn't you're gonna do a bad job with it yeah um, for sure and, and, and again it's nothing that's it's nothing that's content worth a uh, content warning worthy but i've <sighs> m night Shyamalan should play this game to its completion so he understands how we feel about all of his movies i like his movies you know, well, yeah, it's, this is, this is worse than any of his movies. Like, I'm not, I'm not, sh- but this is how most people feel that hate his movies. That's how they feel. Cause it's just like, oh, okay, sure. Ah, oh, fuck that game, man. Fuck that game. And I, I'm really glad it came to Game Pass because if I bought it, I'd be demanding a refund. Even if I had played <laughs> over like the two hour limit on Steam, I would have been demanding a refund. Yeah, oh. that game is uh, whew. something. It's it, the the sad part is it's like I like the concept of going through a sing like I'm gonna say a singular room, a singular apartment, right in a loop, and trying to figure out how to stop Groundhog Day. It's interesting. It's interesting that you have another character that's, but like Willem Dafoe showing up should be the end of that day regardless it should be figuring out like it's just there's no there's no win state and from the sounds of it there is there's multiple endings so i could i could get one that's bad i fuck this fuck it they spent too much of my time on it and now it's done until the end of the year why i name it one of my least favorite games of this year (laughs) your turn ken Well, I'm not going to talk about that game because I was done with that game two weeks ago. Woo! That was a bad video game. Uh, I can finally talk about No More Heroes. Unfortunately, I have not finished No More Heroes yet Uh, because I got wrapped up in three other big reviews. I had to do Axiom Verge and then Psychonauts and then uh, Ghosts of Tsushima, Director's Cut, which I wasn't supposed to do, but Ryan decided to take a vacation. God damn it, Ryan. 
I had oh, to. He's not here. Never mind. I did have to pound through that. Um, so then I finally got to know more heroes, and I started playing it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I think the first two games are suda ass suda games, where the the concept and like the weirdness of them is so cool that you want to love them. I just thought they kind of played like shit. Uh, so it was hard for me to enjoy those first two games. This game plays a lot better. Um, again, the first hour of this game is some of the most outlandish shit you'll ever see, and I loved every minute of it. I love the fact that the origin story of the main villain is told in, in like a Ghibli animation, which was was jarring because it's not how the game starts. It, it kicks in a little bit after the game has been going for a few minutes. And then all of a sudden I'm watching this like three to four minute anime movie about the origin of the main bad guy. And I absolutely loved it. I love the dialogue. I love the ridiculousness. Like the first hour and a half to two hours of this game, I was in love. I was like, okay, this is awesome here. You know, we're going to show off the 10, you know, the top 10 that you've got to go through. You kill the first one before you kind of get to the meat of the game. Uh, the combat feels better. I like the... You don't have to use the motion controls. You can just kind of hold the R bumper to recharge your sword, which I think was a thing in the PS... What was it, PS3? I think it came out on PS3. Yeah, there's a PS3 version. Yeah, so it's it's kind of similar to that, where you don't necessarily have to use the motion controls, which is nice. Um the lock yeah, the on... PS3 version it was just using a standard attack, but then if you put in the move controllers, it yeah changed I, it up. I don't I don't want to jack my controller to do the thing. Ah, uh, come on! <laughs> that is that is. I will say this: the fact that it's it felt like Suda was ta- taking the piss out of the fucking Wii Remote at the time is pretty great. Oh, I mean, your stupid-ass sword doesn't work very well, so you have to charge it up. And he pops a squat and makes it look like he's jerking off. I mean, this is also the same game that has you save in a bathroom, so... Oh, you still do that here. Um, there are still, I expect no less. Yeah, you still have a porta potty you have to go into, which takes a little longer than I would like it to. Um, the whole animation of going, sitting down, saving the game... Like it, as much as you have to do it because there's no autosave, kind of takes you a little bit out of it. Um, but I like everything about the game until, and I think this has been the complaint about No More Heroes since the beginning of time, till you get to the open world and you got to start doing the shit outside in between fights. And again, it just slows to a crawl. And... I know that people say this on a weekly basis. We talk about this constantly, but God damn, we need a new Switch. Like, I'm driving around this open world and the frame rate is just all over the place. And it looks like garbage uh, to the point of where there are cars driving around in the open world and one of them was literally like a square. It, It looked like a square with, like, headlight and windshield textures on it. It is just so ugly. <laughs> and I don't understand because so much of the design and of, of like, everything else when I was fight like, the main bad guys you have to fight and, like, some of the enemy designs and, you know, even the first level where you're on this UFO, you get abducted by a UFO, which is where you fight the first of the ten 
And it's just like, this is so interesting. And then you get into that open world and it is just, it's an eyesore. Like, the first time I got on my motorcycle and was driving around, I was just like, God, I wish this was on PlayStation 5. God, I wish this was on, you know, Series X or PC or something. Because it just looks so bad. Um, but you're probably used to that if you've played the older games. It's just something you need to know. And, and the in-between jobs and stuff, they're kind of the same stuff. Unclogging toilets, collecting scorpions, you know, fighting hordes of enemies. Just to earn enough to get to the next battle. I do like that the enemies are presented in clamshell cases like action figures. I think that's really cool. Uh, you get this Tarantino-style intro every time you move up in the ranks, which I thought was neat. Like, there's just so much style in these games. Um, and I kind of feel like it's been the Suda, the Suda template of, like, this game is so interesting, and there are things that you will remember forever about this game, but at the same time, it's just kind of a mess. Uh, technically, and, and it disappoints me. Yep, that's that's a Suda game. That's a grasshopper grasshopper manufacturer game. But, for sure. but then, like, you get him when he collaborates with with Mikami and does Shadow of the Damned, and like, EA uh, had had some money in that. So yeah. It's... Also, <clears throat> it totally depends on who handled what part of that, and I would guess that uh, Mikami handled the gameplay. Because it plays like Resident Evil 4. Mm. And it's got the stupid, crazy, wacky shit that you know uh, uh, Suda for. So, Well, see, I think No More Heroes 3 plays fine. Like, the gameplay itself doesn't... Let me rephrase that. It's not that the gameplay, because I don't feel like any of Suda's games play terrible. The ones that I've played, of course. It's that they don't run well. Yeah, or great, or they're not the best of. Uh, what's the one? Uh, Killer is dead. Oh, Killer is dead is. Uh, people love know, that game, and I hate it. Lollipop Chainsaw. Lollipop Chainsaw is fun, but it's Killer, stiff. Killer Killer Seven, which is just a bizarre ass game. Wait a minute, what was the first one you said? I think I mistook that for Killer Seven. Killer Seven was the GameCube game, right? Killer Seven is the GameCube, and then later PS2 weird action game that you go into first person to shoot. What was Killer the first one you said? Killer is dead. Oh. Is... oh, okay. Never mind. Killer is dead is a game I didn't mind. Killer Seven is a game I don't like. Killer is dead is one that I've heard mixed things about um even though i have it i bought it like brand new and then it's one of those games that i've sat on since killer is dead is the closest that you ever got to a no more heroes game on the xbox it was fairly similar to that style it just didn't have as much of the open world job bullshit Sounds like it's a better, <laughs> I, or a better I, No More Heroes. I enjoyed it better. The main character is basically Travis Touchdown if he wasn't Travis Touchdown. In a, in a, in a suit, yeah. yeah. In, he's Travis Touchdown if he looked like, more like a normal person and not Johnny Knoxville. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked Killer's Dead. I did not like Killer 7. People like hold on to Killer 7 like it's a like, classic game and... Sour, uh, 
sour. Wow. Flower of Sun and Rain. A janky uh, adventure game. Remember his um, Connect I... baseball game? No, because I, I don't have a Connect. Never have. Drew never reviewed will. that and said it was good. I've heard that from multiple people, not just Drew. And there, wasn't there like a puppet 2D side scroller game with like a knight? What was that game called that he did? It was on uh, Xbox Live funny. Arcade and PSN. God. Black Knight Sword? Yeah, that's the one. I remember playing that. Shadows of the Damned is still his finest work. In my opinion. Mm. Anyway, no more. Uh, yeah, I have your... Uh... Oh, God, I don't... Oh, Ghibli. You mentioned Ghibli. Yes. Why don't you talk about the other Ghibli thing, if you can? Oh, I'll get there. Don't you worry. Oh, well, I was trying to have the segue. Let me see if I... Did I play anything else big before I segue into that? I don't think I did. All right. I'll talk about Baldo, the Guardian oh, I've Owls. Heard, I've heard that this is bad. This, this game was, was like, hey, look at this Zelda in the Ghibli style. And boy, this game is bad. Um... And it it hurts my heart that this game is bad because I really wanted this to be like a new Zelda. So let me kind of give you the breakdown. So the game starts off, you get the intro, you know, it looks great. I like the style. It's got like a real unique look to it. Um, And then you kind of start walking around this town and they're like, oh, you need to do this. You need to go to this cave. And I'm like, all right. So I go to this cave and it gives you a horn very Zelda-esque. You got to play the horn to open doors. Okay, cool, cool. This is this is giving me some Zelda, some Zelda vibes. Um, so then I'm like, <clears throat> excuse me. So I get into the first dungeon. It's like, okay. At first, I thought I made a mistake. I'm like, did I miss a part of the game? Because the, there's a mini map, but there's no like big map that you can kind of open. So I had like two quests that I was supposed to do. One of them ended up pushing me into the first dungeon. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, did I miss something? Did I break the game? Did I forget to do something that I was supposed to do before I get into this game? Because let's let's go back to Zelda for a minute. What's the what's the one thing you have or one of the first things you get that you need to play a Zelda game? Sword. Yes. I thought I missed the Baldo sword. Because I'm in the first dungeon without a sword. And it turns out that in fact, you don't have the sword in the first dungeon. And instead, there are skeletons, tentacles, and rats that are the enemies in the first dungeon. You have to walk over, pick up a pot, and throw it at the enemy to kill it. I... I was just about to say, I'm, I have to do a quick search, but there is a uh, Link to the Past ROM hack that is extremely good, but it it demands that you, you really, like, uh, but it, it like, so you, you get captured, and then you have, like, no equipment, and even then, the first item you get is not a sword in this Link to the Past uh, ROM hack, but I cannot recall what it is. I will search for it, but I'm wondering if it's uh I'm wondering if it's the same group. 
potentially, because that's literally how you had to like defeat enemies was pick up stuff and throw it. So that might not be a problem if the animation to pick up something didn't take longer than it took the rat to get over to me. Um, he has a dodge roll, which is useless. You don't have invincibility when you're rolling, so if you roll into the rat, you're dead. Um, I probably die. The, the thing is, is, there's no punishment for death. If you die, you literally just respawn in the room that you were in. Um, but I think I literally died 20 times in the first, like, five to seven rooms of the dungeon. And at that point, I'm just like, this is not fun. The game... So, the pots are kind of... The pots and skulls are kind of the things you can pick up to solve the puzzles. And it never really kind of explains to you that you can pick up the pots and put them in these these slots. It never explains to you that you need to pick up the pots to throw at the enemies. At first, I thought I was just supposed to avoid the enemies. Um, this game does not feel good to play. And the whole point of a tutorial dungeon is to teach you how to play the game. And instead of teaching you how to play the game, it just punishes you until you figure out that you're supposed to do this thing. So it's a trial by error. It it never kind of hints at what you're supposed to do. And it's... It's really kind of disappointing. Like, I gave up before I finished the first dungeon. I'm like, I don't... I'm not having fun here. So I don't feel the need to continue to play this game. And it sucks. Because I was really looking forward to playing this game. (laughs) So, I can't recommend that game. and And it makes me sad. Um... The rest of the indie games that I played, uh, that Darker Skies, that was the sequel to the War of the Worlds or whatever, that is a third-person survival-slash-action game. Um, It does not feel good to play. Like, the controls are very stiff, the aiming is bad, the movement does not feel good. Uh, Looks really nice, but was just really not fun to play. Uh, Phenotopia, which has been out on Switch forever and PC, that is the Zelda 2 style game. That game is still good. I, I enjoyed that game. Uh, Mickey Storm and the Cursed Mask is a... If you remember, did I th- did you play it too? But I know Drew played it, that Slide Stars, where you had the influencers. Uh, I, you, I'm pretty sure you gave me a code and I took it just for the shits and giggles, but I never played it. I said if Drew ever wanted to do a bad... <laughs> You're the bad game, too. Uh, I would play it, but no, I have not played it. Mickey Storm and the Curse Mask is that game where you're sliding on an inner tube down a 2D kind of trial-style track and collecting coins and doing... It it is what it is. I am seeing if it's the same company. It's Lion Castle. It is. Oh god, it is okay. Yeah, it's Lion Castle. The fact that as soon as you said Lion Castle, I'm like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, from the the people that brought you Speed Three Grand Prix. Yeah, right. Also, uh, the Zelda mod that you should play instead of playing Baldo is called Zelda Parallel Worlds. Was it like a PC it, mod or something? 
Uh, I mean, you can run it, I'm sure, on a classic... I used to run it off of an emulator on my PSP. It's just a mod of A Link to the Past, right? So I think I'll just go back and finish Skyward Sword instead. Because I still haven't finished that. Yeah, I would do that first. But yeah, it's a, um, it's a, really, it's a really good fan mod. By the time I finish Skyward Sword, we should get that uh, Wind Waker slash Twilight Princess 2-pack, which will be sometime next year, right? Yeah. <laughs> Metroid Prime Trilogy. I uh, tank Narok is a multiplayer tank game. It's alright, but you really need people to play with. Otherwise, you're not going to enjoy it. Local or online? Both. Or... Okay, well, that's yeah. at least... Hey, hey, in this day and age, the fact that I have to ask speaks volumes. It does. Mad Streets is a physics-based, like, beat-em-up, Streets of Rage beat-em-up. It's fucking terrible. It's not fun at all. Um, the first mission has you beating up this dude that stole your radio, and I swear to God I kept trying to swing at him for, like, 20 minutes, and I just could not hit him. Like, I don't like the whole human fall flat goat simulator, like, that weird inertia-based gameplay. I don't like that shit. Floppy physics? Yeah, I don't like that shit. I never have, and I don't think I ever will. Um, Star Hunter DX is a side-scrolling shmup. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's got really colorful artwork. It's very hard, uh, but I enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun to play. Uh, Mech Extermination Force made its way to Xbox. Uh, that game is still awesome, if you've never played it. Um, it's basically just boss rush. Uh, in a 2D mode. I do, like, going back to it now, I do still wish you could, like, run backwards and shoot forwards. But, like, you can hold a button to shoot in any direction, or you can just shoot in any direction. Um, moving. But, like, there's no, like, a lot of those enemies really kind of require you to, to walk away while shooting forward, and there's just not a good way to do that. But, um, I do still like that game. I tried to play Hoa, um, but it just kept crashing, so I don't know what's wrong with that game. Uh, Super Slam Dunk Touchdown is exactly what you think it is. It's a mixture of every sport. So ah, like sports ball, the game. I mean, but it's literally soccer players playing basketball while also playing hockey and football at the same time. It's fucking weird, dude. It's it's a cool concept. The problem is is that like I went through the tutorial and it was asking me to hit the bullseye and I felt like no matter how long I held the button or where I stood, it was never 100% accurate. So like it just feels a little loose. Like a little bit of auto aim would have gone a long way in this game. I'm not asking you to make the shots for me, but if I'm, you know, 80% within the vicinity of a thing, don't make me be 100% when your accuracy for shooting is not that good to begin with. That's my big thing about that game. Other than that, I thought it was cool. Uh, I beat The Office. It is literally just a walking around... Um, I like the concept. So the concept is, is that you're working at this office that's in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. And the whole objective of the game is to go around and essentially talk to a bunch of people and then set up a slideshow meeting for the, the main guy from corporate. And you can literally do it in five minutes and the game is over. I like the concept, but... The concept is stupid. 
Yeah. Kind of like I love it. The yeah. fact that they're like, Yeah, could you uh set up this slideshow and there's a zombie apocalypse outside? Yeah, it's literally All like right. so when you when you first walk in, the receptionist, the, the security guard receptionist is dead. And like you just walk in and you're like, Oh, Nick, you died. I'm sorry. Um so then you go off and you're like, Well, I'll check the perimeter for you and then you go around talking to people, you're like, Hey, can you get the projector into this room? Yeah, uh, can you also move this flamingo to a different spot? Sure, I can do that. Hey, can you also feed the fish? It's like there's these little things that crop up that you have to do. And then at the end you present um and I do uh, I'm gonna spoil the ending because I think it's hilarious and I don't care the game is five minutes long. But like the game ends with Nick coming in, he'd been turned into a zombie and they're like, oh, Nick, here we go again. And it's just tries to play itself like a sitcom. I thought that was funny. Um, but if you're an achievement person, you can get a thousand points in five minutes. <laughs> Good old indie games, man. Um, I'll wrap up with a couple of games I revisited. I revisited Marvel's Avengers. Uh, and I finally finished the campaign. It only took me a year. Um, but I did finish the campaign. The game is a lot better now. Um, I still don't like exactly what it all is. Uh, I'm going to continue to play because the new campaigns are free so I can go in, play a mission, come back out. So I'm doing the Kate Bishop ones now and then I'll move on to the Hawkeye and then get to war for Wakanda, which I hear is really good, but I'll get there eventually. Revisited Assassin's Creed Odyssey because it got a 60 FPS patch this week for Series X. And I have begun the Atlantis questline, which is really cool. The first mission I did uh, is to return the four orbs. And the first orb I did, I went to the Sphinx and the Sphinx gave me a riddle. And I had to solve the riddle in order to get the orb. And I thought that was really cool. I guess you can also fight her. Because it it gave me the option of like, I'm here to kill you. And I didn't pick that one. But I guess you can just try to fight it. Remember the first time I was introduced to the Sphinx riddle was uh, Wonder Wonder Boy uh, in Monster World on the Genesis. Which is such a bizarre thing. Because like, it did that and it did actual Ocarina playing. You know, early on, and like I didn't see anything like that for years because even Zelda, like, you know, was Ocarina of Time when it actually introduced playing instruments. And the only other Sphinx I can think of in a game that asks me questions is uh, the one in Mario Odyssey, and they're not very hard. <laughs> this one's cool because you can't use a walkthrough. <clears throat> well, I mean, I guess you can because it never asks you the same questions. On a playthrough. Uh, smart. Yeah. So she'll ask you three questions and then you have to answer the three questions. And if she won't tell you if you're right or wrong. And then after that, you have to go over to the symbols on the wall and pick the answers that you chose. Oh, interesting. I thought that was a really cool way to do it. And now I'm on my way to an island in the middle of the ocean where the Colossus is to get the second orb. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is just the fucking best. They're finally, I I don't I mean I've seen it. I'm assuming it's real. Um, the Assassin's Creed Watchdog stuff. Oh yeah, the assassin. Not crazy, like yeah, the assassin yeah, like, is in Watchdogs. Yeah, they're finally doing the thing that people wanted them to do, but they're doing it in Watchdogs. Yeah, like, it's, a, it's a weird yeah. thing. Um, I'm okay with it. 
that in bringing back the characters I like from previous games. Congrats, you've done the thing that I wanted. That this game should have just been in the first place. It's hilarious that you have to like pay DLC to get the things you want in the game you paid sixty dollars for. No, not me, but yes. <laughs> yeah, like as a regular, like as me who bought Watch Dogs Legion. And I'm don't like, buy Ubisoft games day one. Like, rarely are they. I mean, don't get me wrong. You get your money's worth. Like something like uh, Immortals, uh, I think, or even um, Assassin's Creed. Um, really? What the one that you're playing? Odyssey. Odyssey. Thank you. It's like Valhalla stuck in my head. I'm like, it's not that one. Yeah. Um, you know, like you get your money's worth day one, so it's not too much of an issue. But like your Far Cries, like. They end up putting the whole gold version on sale at thirty bucks at some point, like within the year or two. Yeah, absolutely. If Just you can kinda, wait, kinda... yeah. If you can wait to play all Ubisoft games, wait because they will get cheaper. Or you can be like me and buy the first Watch Dogs four I mean, times. You can do that too. And then I got it. I got it. I got a fifth one with the gold edition of uh, Legion. Um, but uh, I own it on Wii U, PC, twice on PS4. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Well, I really liked Watch Dogs 1. And that's what's wrong. <laughs> that's, where, that's where the story begins and ends, Ken. What's funny Watch about Dogs that... Watch Dogs 1 is my, one of my favorite games. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow your mind here, but I don't own it. I have it you... because it was in Games with Gold. Um... I originally owned it on disc. I think I bought it when it came out, and then I got rid of all my discs, so I don't technically yeah, own fair. it anymore. I just there. There's so much in that game that they just didn't. They went in the wrong direction. I, I could talk about Watch Dogs One for an hour, so let's not do it. All right. Um, the only other thing I played was uh, Aliens Fireteam Elite. I'm enjoying that game. I don't think it's worth forty dollars. Um, it's not for me. Also, can I just say, like, I looked at the graphics. The aliens look fine. The people look like they've been ripped out of Fortnite. Eh, they're not as cartoony, but like, I'm like, I'm. I just I made know. it to the Prometheus levels, so I'm hoping that I like those because the the corridor stuff is getting old through the first three levels. Yeah, sorry the. The fact that you're like, I just got to the Prometheus levels, so I'm hoping I'll enjoy it. So no one ever, because no one seems to enjoy Prometheus. I love Prometheus. Prometheus. It's I, a good movie. I don't understand. People are like, what about all the plot holes? Dude, I the watched. They, they decided not to explain. That's not a plot hole. That's just like, a plot hole means it falls apart. Like, yeah, I'm, like, there's a few things, but every time I bring it up, like, may, maybe I'm wrong, but like, they're like, well, why? Why do we see the alien on the plane in the beginning? I'm like it's Earth. There's telling. I'm like I don't. Yeah, the, that was the yeah. them creating Earth life. Yes, and they're abandoning that guy on the planet as a punishment because he's. It's the Prometheus myth, yeah. but with aliens. Uh, anyways, and like I'm sure that there are some plot holes because no movie's perfect, and especially when you get into weird sci-fi stuff that has to lead into something else completely. But I thought that movie was fine. I thought that was a pretty decent alien movie. Um, I just rewatched that, there's, all there's of the what, alien. Three of those. Well, I just rewatched all of the alien movies. There's the four main line that are named Alien. 
And then there's Prometheus and Covenant. Yeah. And Covenant is not a great movie. (laughs) No, there's... So it's Alien, Aliens, Alien 3... And then Alien Three is a is all right, and Alien Resurrection. There's two cuts of that, and neither of them are very good. No, neither of the. It's you watch it because of that fucked up ending where she like gets all lovey dovey with all the aliens. Well, the baby she gets lovey dovey with her half half her alien spawn. Yeah, but she's a clone. It's such a weird thing. That's a, that was a movie where they're like, well, "We need to revitalize this brand," and the best thing that came out of that movie was the PS One game. Yeah, but Alien Trilogy is an incredible game. No, no, but not Alien Trilogy. Alien Resurrection, which is the three D first person shooter made by Argonaut. That oh God! Was like I first... forgot about that game. It's it's like one of the first games to have modern analog control. God, I forgot about that game. Alien Trilogy on the PS One is incredible, but I forgot about Resurrection. They're both good games, are just different, obviously. Yeah. Um. But um. Yeah. Man, Alien, and like I, I don't know. Some people say that the Alien versus Predator movies both suck. I'd say that the first one is more more in track with what they were doing in the comics and the second movie it's great that it's like r-rated but it's so dark and i remember like like one house set and i don't the second avp movie felt like it was just being r to be r the reason i like the first movie is because it explains the lore of like the pyramid and how the the predators like get people to go there so that they can hunt it's but it's like the video game. Too. Yeah, and I thought that was cool. And, yeah, but like <laughs> people think that movie sucks. I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I guess I would just want to see aliens and, and predators fight. Yeah. And that was, seemed like a pretty good explanation to me. I, I liked it. I like that movie. I like bringing in the Wayland Yutani stuff. Like, I, I'm not a stickler for the alien lore. I know people get real deep into it, and that's cool. If if there was some consistent set of lore, I'd be more concerned. But there's like, you know, Alien vs. Predator is based off of a comic book series from Dark Horse. So like, if you want to like, you know, it doesn't fit into the movie continuity. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, okay, it's, it's kind of like Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, like how much do you want to take in? Because there's a lot that you can just choose to omit. Because no one seems to take this seriously anyways. They just want your fucking money. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I give them my money to be entertained for two hours. And I forgot. Like and I forgot until I rewatched Prometheus how much I actually... Because I remember going to see it in the theater uh, with some friends. And they all came out disappointed. And I was like, man, that was a hell of a good sci-fi movie. I don't know what y'all pissed about. I don't, I don't know what they were... Were they expecting aliens? Cause I think they were aliens. expecting... I think they were expecting the origin of the xenomorph. It is kind of yes, but they were expecting more than the last ten um, minutes of the movie. You know what I, I mean? I I thought they did a really good job of sort of recreating the mood of the original Alien movie, which I think might be my first horror movie. It's that or The Hitcher, but um, you know, it's uh, it's slower paced, but it's creepy and it's atmospheric. 
it's and got Idris Elba. And it gets really it. tense. And I forgot he was in that. I did too until I rewatched it. I was like, oh shit, Idris Elba's in this. I totally forgot he was in this movie. Like, but you know, like, if you're really into alien lore, you know, I know that some people say, well, the engineers, the females are bigger, blah, blah, blah. But like, the original alien movie, look how tiny they are in comparison to the engineer in the ship that they find crash. They're small in comparison. It's a giant human. Yep. Yeah, so. I don't know. I like Aliens Fireteam Elite enough that I will continue probably playing it until I finish it. Um, I do like all the callbacks. I, I think the people that made that game are big fans, and they and they had fun making that game. I just don't think it's... Unless you've got two other people willing to invest the 40 bucks, I don't think it's worth picking up for 40 bucks. I'm just looking up who made it, because I don't... Cold Iron Studios, I think is Yeah, wow, you nailed it. Also, Austin Wintery made the music. Yeah. Which I was surprised to see. They've they've got all the good sound effects in there. Like it it sounds real good. Uh man, this is the only game that they've made. I think so. I think they're a. Com- they were founded in 2015. I think they were a combination of people from other studios. Which uh, is their parent company is Daybreak. Daybreak did. Daybreak was the was Sony Online. Yeah, Sony Online Entertainment. Yeah. What the fuck. I mean, it makes sense. Right. This game has a very... Like, you remember that Predator game that came out last year? This game has a very, like, budget feel that that one had. Like, yeah, we got a the, license um... of, of this game, and... I don't know. That was Is this Sony exclusive, too? No, no, it's on Xbox, PC. Because okay. um, the other one was, right? The Predator Hunting Grounds was, yes. That was Sony... Yeah. Exclusive, and that team that made yep. that game uh, is making that new arcade get in, which I think is out and nobody's even mentioned. Like, I got an email about it the other day. They're like, "Would you like to try it out? We'll give you like five codes." I'm like, "I'm good." Oh yeah, it is out. Yeah, I'm like, I'm good. I don't. Mm, that game did not mix look... of PVE and PVP experiences. Dude, watch the trailer for it. It looks 100% Fortnite. Like. <laughs> yeah, that's some Fortnite. Wow, they're even. Oh, God, Lord. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about what's coming out this week. It's an interesting. Nothing. Nothing's coming out this week. There's stuff coming games out. Games slowed week. down. Hey, there's games coming out every week. There's a big game out this week. I know you're excited for, it, but we'll get there. Oh, we got guts and guts and goals. I have a sarcasm. No, it's not. I'm serious. Uh, Kiwi. Is out this week. The game that I think you're super interested in. Maneater, the Truth Quest. Uh, you're right. I think he died. You are, you are right. I forgot that was coming. <laughs> yep, it's out this week. Um Rustler is out this week. This is a game that I was looking at the embargo before the show started. I did play this. This is Medieval Grand Theft Auto. It is top down. It's top down. Right. And if I remember correctly, it's made by the same guys that made that American Fugitive game that came out last year. I wouldn't be surprised if you were right because they have a very similar art style. Yeah. So basically, the main character in this game looks like the dude from Bully. 
Um, sure, shaved head. And you are basically doing jobs for people. This game is totally tongue-in-cheek. Like, there are stop signs on the dirt roads. Which is kind of hilarious to me. It is not the same company, by the way. Okay. It feels and looks a lot like that game. <laughs> um, but yeah, I played about an hour of this, and it is very much like, here, go to this person, they'll give you a job, go do the job, go steal a horse, um, go murder this knight in the woods with a crossbow. <laughs> Uh, very Grand Theft Auto inspired missions from a top down perspective. I need to play a little bit more, but so far I okay. think it's pretty cool. When you when when the first of all the <laughs> sorry the trailer this trailer just says commit a Grand Theft horse and you literally pull the guy off the horse and get on it mm-hmm. um just like Grand Theft Auto but when the it says enjoy medieval thug life and it drops of stupid pixelated sunglasses over top of him and then he's got the cops following him and they <laughs> they have the police lights yeah i told you they're, they're like it has modern stuff in the world yeah it's hilarious i'm not gonna lie oh, it's hilarious so dumb i love it yep i am uh i'm enjoying what i played i need to play a little bit more but uh that that is a game to look out for this week. It's out um on Xbox, PlayStation. I don't remember if it's on Switch. Um Song of Iron The Big Con. I think that's a pretty big game. People have been talking about that for a while. Uh Alve Alveole. Uh Lake, which if you remember is the, the postal worker game. Where you're driving around as the postal lady. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Kitaria Fables. By the way, I'm all, I'm going through Series X and PS5 games right now. Uh Rico um, London. The the big the big con, I've had more ads for that in like the last like two weeks than anything else. Yeah, that's out well, this that's week. That's probably how you that's probably how you heard of it, because they've been paying for Twitter ads. Like yeah. nothing. Uh, Surgeon Simulator 2, Access All Areas, WRC 10, Uoni, which is a horror game, from my understanding, Big Rumble Boxing Creed Champions, which I've been playing for a couple weeks, but I can't talk about yet. It is essentially a boxing game with all the people from Rocky in it. Like, it's got Drago and Clubber Lang and, like, all of them. Including new and old Creed. So. And the medium is on here, and I don't. I'm assuming that's the physical version of the medium. Uh, PS5, we've got Clid the Snail, which I'm also playing but can't talk about yet. Um, all the same rest of the stuff. It's all the same. So now we'll move over to PS4, Xbox One. A lot of the same stuff, same stuff, same stuff. Monster Harvest, Party Arcade, Demon Gaze Extra, Limited Edition, and Golf Club Wasteland. I don't know what that is. So I looked it up. It looks like a platformer. What? What game? I don't, uh, the Golf Club Wasteland. Oh, okay. 
uh, is that what it's called? Golf Club Wasteland. Yeah. Yeah, like it's it's side scrolling. It was I was kind of not sure what to expect because I saw it on the Switch store and was like that looks interesting, but yeah, it's a side scrolling golf game. Huh. Okay. Yeah, but like there's verticality to it because you're going through the post-apocalyptic landscape. So I I don't fully know how it works. It's pretty looking. That's one thing I'll say about it. Yeah, well, um, I'm kind of interested. I might pick it up. Crown Trick Lamentum uh, Galaxy Squad coming to Xbox um, Weapon of Choice DX which is the next game from Mommy's Best Games those games are always just big dumb stupid fun uh, alright Nintendo Switch Oh boy, a lot of shit on here. Uh, Cabela's The Hunt Tournament Edition, Crash Auto Drive, uh, a lot of the stuff we already talked about. Prinny Presents NIS, NIS Classics Volume 1 Collector's Edition, uh, Comic Coloring Book, Rava, The Cyclops Curse, Strike, 10 Pin Bowling. Man, I was hoping they were bringing back 10 Pin Alley. Remember Ten Pin Alley? That game was so good. I don't know Ten Pin Alley. Oh. I'm usually pretty good at knowing games I haven't played too, but I've never heard of Ten Pin Alley. Ten Pin Alley was an incredible PS1 game. PS1. I love Ten Pin Alley. Yeah, I've never, I've never even seen the cover. Oh my god! I, I was a Milo's Astro Lanes guy. Yeah, Astro Lanes is okay. Ten Pin I mean, Alley it's, is. It's... It's not just bowling in Miles Australians, I understand that. It's a party game, so there's you know, you could screw people over. Um was this game then turned into the Animaniacs ten pin alley? Uh it might have been. They might have taken the engine and created a, a licensed uh, game. Okay, because I know the Animaniacs one. I didn't realize it also had the name Ten Pin Alley. I just know there was an Animaniacs. If I remember game. correctly, if you're looking at it, wasn't this a Sony first party? Uh, no, it's oh god damn it! Really, it's a ASC Games. Okay. Yeah, ASC Games. Head Games. I think. Who? I, I gotta. I gotta pull it up. It's been a long time since I looked at it. Yeah, oh it's, yeah, it's yeah, tiny, yeah. and I'm 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 squinting. Adrenaline. Adrenaline Entertainment. Entertainment. Okay, published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Why is there like 700 different logos? I think this was... This was a weird one. Like, ASC Games did a couple first party. Like, if you look at the publisher, it does say... I'm looking at the Wikipedia entry. ASC Games, Sony Interactive Entertainment, and American Softworks Corporation. I'm looking at Moby Games because it's a better source of information. This game was released on November 30th, 1996. Man... I remember this game. It was good. Anyway. Yeah, it's not saying it's saying it's published by American Softworks uh, Softworks Corporation and then developed by Adrenaline Entertainment. Okay. Uh, I think I think it was published by Sony when it came to um PlayStation Network. Gotcha. All right. Um, a good snowman oh. is hard to build. I got to pick up the Saturn version. 
Oh yeah, they did make a Saturn version. Also, a good snowman is hard to build is a pretty decent game. Uh, Animal Puzzle Preschool Learning Game for Kids and Toddlers. Absalov End of Gods. Armed Emeth. Bot Vinic Chess. Cosmic Express. Farmers Co-op Out of This World. (laughs) What the fuck, Nintendo Switch Store? Uh, Funny Farm Animal Jigsaw Puzzle Game for Kids and Toddlers. Uh, Mini Golf Tour. Socko Bond. The Magister. White Girl. (laughs) There's a game coming out called White Girl. Oh, the ultimate Karen simulator. <laughs> Active Life Outdoor Challenge, A Night at the Races, Angel's Punishment, Block Puzzle, that's a, that's a good name, Extreme Car Driver, uh, Pipu, Bobble Quest, and Virtuous Western. For some reason, I thought all the cool games were coming out this week, like Blood Rain and Sonic no, Colors, but that's no, next that's week. No, that's next week. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh. So I looked up uh, Absalov, End of Gods. Okay. Um, I'm wa- I watched trailer on Steam. Uh, it's, I guess, a first-person action horror game. Okay. Because, but the imagery is pretty fucked up on a, like a level of like oh yeah that's pretty good actually like there's a video of a guy that's on the ground and he kind of starts squirming and then spider legs burst out of his chest and it picks up the body well i um, mean this is developed demon. by an angry demon studio yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah okay i oh they've done a game called unforgiving hmm it got very it's got yeah, both of their both of their games on Steam have very positive ratings. I, and and not like just by like five reviews either. So Hey, maybe this is and, a good game. And the screenshots are actually like, yeah, I don't really want to play this because it looks kind of scary. <laughs> so I gotta give them credit. But like with a name like that, I was like, I have to know what the fuck is going on with that. And uh yeah, apparently I kinda wish I hadn't, because there's fuck them shit. Alright. Well that's one to look forward to this week. Get your fucked up shit out Absalom. Speaking of weird games making a return, so I'm I'm of the opinion now that any game can come back. First we had Ty. Okay, well again, they owned the rights. So but I'm just saying but... I'm just saying it came back. Blood Rain's coming back next week. Uh well, I mean Blood Rain came back on PC the three D ones. I know, I wish they do you know, Shadow Man came back. Night dive, yeah. All right, you ready um, for the, more? You ready for the I'm, next one? I was just trying to think of a more like a Stubbs Zombie yeah. Thirteen, which Star you know, Wars Pod Racing. Okay, that I love Pod Racing. Um, no, yeah. I'm just saying. But like, what were the chances of that game, like an N64 well, game, coming Disney, back? Disney got smart and decided that they should license out all their old games for be reissued because they're already made. So if somebody wants to port them, make money off of it. Um, all right, hit me with this one. 
I, I didn't think I'd ever hear this name uttered again. Enclave. That's, is that the, um, give me a second. Starbreeze? Yes. Hey. Starbreeze game that came out on PC and Xbox, the Xbox. original Xbox. Yeah. Has a sort of like Witcher-esque logo on the cover. Yeah. Hey, I remember a game I didn't play. Yeah, this game is coming back for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC in, I think, December. Is it just a remaster of the original? Yeah, it's just a remaster of the original. God, I remember playing that game. It's a third-person action game. It's just... God, I can't believe Enclave is coming back. It gives me hope that someday, and Anthony, I know you're going to sigh when I say this, Eternal Champions can make a comeback. Good and it's in Sega's hands. You should know better by now. You know what? I can dream every day. I like Wonder Boy. The only reason why Wonder Boy got a remake at all and new games, or whatever, is because Sega has like no rights on Wonder Boys other than like the ones that they published. I don't care. I directly. would dream. I still want that Saturn version that was promised on the back of the launch Saturn box of Eternal Champions 3. That was supposed to happen. Here's here's what you really want. Let's be honest. You want a new game with those characters. I want a remastered version of the Sega CD game. Oh no. That's what I want. I I bug Johnny Turbo on Twitter all the time cuz he worked on the original at Deep Water and I want that game to come back. So I would it would, I'd be fine if they did like a Killer Instinct sort of reboot. What if NetherRealm got the rights to Eternal Champions? Yeah, it'd be great. Well, just add them to their roster. It, you know what would be great? If they just took their roster <laughs> and just took that and shoved it into Mortal Kombat, then I'd be fine with it. But I, the original Eternal Champions just isn't a good game. It's kind of like... It's true. The, the concepts are great. The fatalities are probably better than Mortal Kombat's. <laughs> but... Well, yes. at the time, anyways. Yes, they were but, incredible. Um, um, but at, well, I think they're uh, the, spe- the stage specific ones. Oh, some great. of those are very gruesome. Very gruesome. Um, better than just the spike pit. Um, but it's just like you know, it's not it's not a great game. It's kind of like I love Kid Chameleon. I don't want them to just remake Kid Chameleon. I want them to make something new with that IP or Altered Beast. I can't play Altered Beast again. Remember Do when something they re- with a license. Remember when they redid Golden Not Axe as a third-person action game? Yeah, I I knew where you were going. That's Beast Rider. <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> we bad. talk about it more than we probably should. There was the Altered Beast 3D game that they only released in Europe because apparently somebody decided, no, America doesn't deserve that. <laughs> terrible, terrible Altered Beast game called Project Altered Beast, I think, in Japan. Dude, I, I'm okay. I got another one that's coming back. Is this you? Is this another one that's really coming back, or another one that you want to come back? No, this one's really coming back. Okay. In December, I think for the Nintendo Switch, we're getting Monster Rancher One and Two. How is this? So I remember seeing this now um, because you went, you said something about it on Twitter, or Drew said something about it on Twitter. How is this gonna? Yeah, how are you, how are you going to play this game? Because we use CDs to spawn the monsters. Like, is it going to be just like you earn enough currency in game? Put it like I don't, I don't get it. Because like the 
Unfortunately, that game had a lot of it built on the fact that it was a novelty. You know how many AOL CDs I put in my PlayStation One. <laughs> um, I just I I don't know how this is gonna. I mean, I'm interested to see what they do with it. I guess, but like yeah. that's the whole thing of Monster Rancher is putting CDs. Well, that was even in the so even in the TV show they literally had giant discs yeah. that the monsters came out of. So what are we gonna do on the Switch? Because it doesn't even have discs. I don't know. Rotate the analog stick really quick. <laughs> Use grinding. the microphone and sing a song into it, or we're something. Gonna, we're gonna we're gonna the amount of fucking bone that you grind down as you move your thumb on the analog stick. You right. get, the more the more bone you grind, the better monsters you get. Man, Ugh. ain't nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. No. Uh, skimming around the the Gamescom news, I'm gonna pack all that into one. But we did get the games with gold for September. I didn't even look at them. Uh, you get Warhammer Chaos Bane, which is actually a pretty good Diablo clone. All right. Uh, Mulaka. I'm trying to remember if that's the one I'm thinking of, but it's like the third-person action game. It's not hateful. Zone of the Enders HD collection? I have that already. And Samurai Showdown 2. Not bad. Not a bad month. Uh, What else is not? Gamescom. McCree from Overwatch is getting his name changed. Yep. Okay. That yeah, is I mean, a like, lot of work. <laughs> well, I mean, but, but it's one of those things where it's like this rolls back into <clears throat> them trying to... My thing is, is and this is this is an issue that is grander than, than just McCree, but, like, there's levels to everything. Like, are we really relating certain things to the name anymore? Like, uh, you know, I think uh, was it Toronto wants to rename Dundas Street to something else, and it's like well, everybody's gonna refer to it as Dundas. Everybody will like, refer to him as as McCree. Yeah, exactly. So changing it because people aren't relating it to what you think they're relating it to. This is this is fix your fucking company. This is not how you fix it company like people are asking for actual legitimate changes in your company and you're like what if we change the name of mccree i don't think most people care because most people don't think look at mccree the character and think of mccree the guy that works no i didn't even know that that was a dude until somebody told me that was a dude it's like, you know, it's the same with like when i brought up dundas street it's like most people aren't thinking about the guy that it's named after whose name I can't even fully remember because it's not that important and I don't care enough. Yeah. And it's like, so I lived in London, Ontario at one point and uh, there was a road that went near the airport called Airport Road and then they decided to change the name of it to Veterans Memorial Parkway. People still called it Airport Road. And I think that speaks volumes to how they'll deal with it when it's a, a name of a character. It's still going to be McCree. Now, I jokingly said to you and, and Drew um, in a group chat that uh, 
I would say that they should call him the Nobody because that's a reference to the fact that A, he no longer has a name and B, a series of movies called, well, technically it was Trinity, but uh, Terrence Hill, a famous uh, spaghetti Western actor, was in a movie called They Call Me Nobody. It's a very good spaghetti Western movie that isn't, you know, a Clint Eastwood film. So I think that would be a good call. Because then it's, you know, he lost his name because shitty people. Uh, and, you know, it's something that will be at least short. Uh, I don't know. It, regardless, it's like, I, I personally, I wouldn't change the name because I, I know most people don't care. You don't play Overwatch, but the amount of work that would have to go into this is staggering. Because one of the things that makes Overwatch so cool is the characters like, talk. The characters talk to each other and they call each other by name. Yeah. And there is so much dialogue in that game that has to be rewritten. And I, I, I know, I think we talked about this story a couple weeks ago. The voice actor for Mercy in, I think it was Germany, was murdered. Uh, was it? I don't think it was Germany. I think it was uh, South America. Somewhere. South America, I apologize. Um, but yeah, she was murdered, so she would not be able to re record her references to McCree. Yeah, they'd have to change the whole. But or I mean, they were kind of probably have to change. Out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sorry, Brazil. So I'm not wrong, but Brazil specifically. Um. But uh, yeah, like they're gonna have to change her anyways if they add new characters, and Mercy has to refer to someone, right? Yeah, they'll have to re. They'll have to get a new voice actress to do all of her lines. So. I mean, that's crazy, the amount of work that went into... And not to mention, he has two animated shorts that he's featured in. Oh, wow. And that's the reason why we haven't got new content, is because he was a big part of the content that they were about to announce. They say that. Yeah, I know. They're they're introducing a new free-for-all map, which I know Drew and I talked about this last week. That's not new content, because free-for-all... Is not a mode most people play. <laughs> I don't. That company's a mess. Just Activision. That game entirely. is in a lot of trouble because if Overwatch game, Two is not dropping until twenty twenty three, this game's gonna die. Yeah. It's gonna die. But I mean, like, and they took all their other comp. Like, so here's Activision Blizzard on a on a company level taking all of their resources and pouring in the cod i understand they bring it brings in money but all their studios are working on cod so all your studios make first person shooters and that you can't get any of them onto the overwatch team to support the game or get overwatch 2 done you can pump out a fucking game every year for cod and you can't get overwatch 2 done overwatch 2 i realize they're needs to launch realize, this fall. It ain't gonna happen. I realize they're different games, but, like, to me, there's no, like, the skills aren't, like, oh, well, he designs <clears throat> levels for COD, so he can never understand how Overwatch works. I doubt that's the case. Uh, at at this point, what... supposedly, the game is in, like, just polish mode, where they're tweaking and balancing characters and maps, and it's like, I understand that that's like a Blizzard trait. They they want to be as perfectionist as they can when they launch. But you could bring in a bunch of people from other teams to do that. You, yeah, well, 
And then I I hate Activision. I I know that's not like a hard thing to say currently, but I just in general like before even the news, the the fact that they took this team Toys for Bob and basically ran it into the ground and took Vicarious Visions and and basically just I take all these really talented studios and just do nothing with them. It's the, it's what EA used to do yeah. before they realized we don't really need any more studios. They just buy studios out completely so they can never work on anything ever again for anyone else and then do nothing with them. And they're just redeemed to call of duty support or blizzard support. It's Yeah. High Moon Studios used to be one of my favorite devs. They made Dark Watch. They made the Transformers games. Yep. Now they make Call of Duty maps. Makes me sad. I I have to. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to judge. I have to assume most of the people that were there aren't there anymore because I can't imagine going from making games to making just maps for Call of Duty feels as good. It may not feel as I mean, maybe good, but it does cons- pay the it's... rent. Yeah, I know. You I know. just creatively, I don't think anybody gets into the industry just to pay rent. Because why would you? That's not the business you go into, right? No, definitely not. You're not oh. like my son all the time. He's like, I want to make video games when I grow up. I was like, oh, you eh, maybe you don't. <laughs> um, so it's just it's it's disappointing in that way because it's like if you look at Vicarious Visions. I mean, their last big thing, I, I know they're doing the Diablo remake, and I'm sure it's going to be amazing, don't get me wrong, but like, um, you look at that Tony Hawk Pro Skater, and it's clear they, like, it was people working on something they wanted to work on. Yeah. And had a lot of passion towards. You look at um, Toys for Bob doing the Spyro remaster, and then their own Crash Bandicoot game. And they did Skylanders like, before that, and that game was. And they amazing. did Skylanders, and all, yeah, and just this, this passion into this, and and now what? They fucking do Call of Duty maps and shit. It's just it, that kills me. Yeah, and like it's you know studios will close, but it's like you know the same story happened with the uh, team that made Power Slave. Speaking of games that are coming back, um, I know we talked about it before. Just uh, it all rolls into one. Um, the team that did Power Slave took their engine, did Quake and Duke Nukem on the Saturn, were bought out by someone, and then their last game, I think, was a casino game. Makes me sad. Like, what a waste of talent. Why would you buy that company just to have them work on a casino game of all fucking things? It's like, yeah. All right, it's time for Gamescom news. We're going to start off with Microsoft Show, which was on Tuesday. Where they didn't talk about Halo. <laughs> All right, then. We'll get to that. Um, during that one, there wasn't a ton. They did announce that Humble Games are coming to Game Pass, which was a cool announcement. I'm not surprised. I mean, uh, Cardo was already on Game Pass, and that was Humble Bundle. So, Humble it was, uh, so it was Dodgeball Academia. That's right, yeah. yeah. So. It's cool that all, the, all their day one games are coming to Game Pass. That's a cool way to be able to play those really cool games. Yeah, and Humble's been pretty good at publishing some some really great games. So, like, I'm glad that you know they're you know putting money into all these studios. Yep. And then also announced during that was 
a cloud streaming is coming to console this holiday, so you'll be able to... Anthony, you will be able to play Xbox Series X games on your Xbox One. I think there's one game that I might have interest in. But hey, you can do it now, coming this okay. fall. I mean, it's it's cool that you can do that. It's obviously not the way I would want to play it. No, but if I but... didn't, if I didn't have the five hundred dollars for a Series X, or I didn't want to buy one yet, it would be cool to be able to play these games in some capacity. Yeah. All right. Then we had the Keeley, the O N L, as he likes to call it, the opening night live, where a lot of stuff was announced, including Halo information, which was crazy to me. Microsoft gave the Halo to Keeley. Does that yeah, say does that say more about Microsoft or more about Keeley? I don't know. That's a weird one. I think it's I don't know. That that's a that I'm wondering if it's just that people I, you know what? I think it's probably because Keeley isn't just talking about Microsoft stuff and they want to get Halo in front of eyes that aren't just focusing on Microsoft. Like lapsed Microsoft <sighs> gamers. That was my guess. Keeley's got more people than just the Xbox. Yeah. So Halo release date December 8th. They also announced a hey. Elite Controller Halo Edition mm. and a limited edition console which sold out immediately and is available on eBay now for around $1,500. Great, I'm glad scalpers exist. Yeah, so lots of Halo news. We still did not see any footage of the campaign. There is that. All right then. April O'Neil was the talk of Gamescom, as she will be a playable character in the new TMNT Shredder's Revenge, as well. Oh, is that Nickelodeon game? As well as the Nickelodeon Smash Brothers clone All Star Brawl. Also announced cool. for All Star Brawl was Cat Dog, but let's be frank, Cat Dog ain't no April O'Neil. I was say we knew he was coming. They were coming. I don't even know how to. They it. Cat Dog is a coming. Yeah. February. Cat Dog. February is now the demon month for your wallet. Uh, Horizon got its official delay to February of 2022. I love how they spun this as positive news. Like, hey, we've got an official date. It's delayed. Um, And then they softened the blow with a 60 FPS patch for the original Horizon for PS5 owners. You think we get a director's cut of Horizon for PS5? No. Really? We got one for Ghost? Uh, If it is, it's going to be... If they do, it's going to simply be to ha- like have a package that says PlayStation 5, Horizon, you know. But I don't think it's going to have extra content. Uh, I think it'll just be the full version on a disc type of thing. Well, that's not that's not what I mean is like extra content. I'm thinking of them repackaging it for $70 with DualSense. I don't know. I don't think I don't I don't see them doing I see them doing just because that. of how how inexpensive that like Ghost of Tsushima. There's a year difference, right? This game is four years old now. But you don't think Five Sony would put like next... some dual sense and some some high resolution sixty fps to to get that extra ten bucks? 
Yeah, but what I'm saying is if they're going to sell it, they're going to sell it at 40. No. I bet you they sell it at 70. Because that game doesn't sell for a full price anymore. Well, no, it doesn't, but if you want that PS5 native version... but what I'm saying is is that the, the Ghost of Tsushima version, regardless of how you do it, you are spending the same amount of money that you would for that director's cut on PS5, even if you upgrade from a PS4 copy. They're getting like a specific amount of money from you. Hmm. They like you're saying like they're gonna take eighty dollars from you. I'm saying they'll have it so it's like you could buy the PS4 version and an upgrade for because like the what the PS4 version's twenty bucks now. Right, I I don't know the the actual retail. Price. I think it's I think it's twenty bucks for like the all in version. I know they gave so it 20, away twenty American a few months right. ago. But I, I'm like I'm almost certain it's twenty dollars. So I think it's thirty up in Canada. Um, okay. So you'll pay you know twenty dollars extra at most on top of that to get the PS5 version, and it'll just be a PS5 ready disc. All right. I, if they do it, I don't think they will, because I just think it's going to be a lot more money to market that than just sell the game. You can play it on PS5. Uh, They'd be better off sending off stickers to put on all of their copies of uh, Horizon. <laughs> you know. Uh, also announced for February, King of Fighters 15. Its official release date is in February. Um. We got a date, finally, well, a time frame for the Skywalker Saga, uh, the latest Lego Star Wars game. It will be out in spring of 2022. Taking its sweet-ass fucking time. Was that supposed to be out, like, two years ago, I think? It was, but I watched that new trailer, and that game looks a lot more interesting than I thought it was. Yeah. So, I didn't realize, um, John Burton, who is one of the founders of Traveler's Tales, is no longer with Traveler's Tales. Like, he left. <laughs> I assume, like, as this game started development, so I don't know if that threw a wrench into things, but all right, he's a fascinating, fascinating. He's a fascinating YouTube watch. You should go watch him on Game Hut. <laughs> he tell, well, he goes into all of his old coding stuff. That's cool, right? Because it's amazing because he's a one of those guys that can just look at code and be like, "This is how they do this." <laughs> In the Sega Genesis or the Super Nintendo and stuff. Uh. Um, last two things I have are new games. So first up, we have Marvel's Midnight Suns, which is a I'm assuming strategy tactical RPG uh, from the Firaxis team. Okay, so I didn't know that they were making it because I was like, I don't know what this is and like it's a strategy game like i'm gonna need a little bit more detail than that and now that you say it's for access i'm like i can have a better picture of what it probably is yeah this is also people were shocked at like kind of the the motif of this game but this is actually based on a set of comic books uh that that does indeed involve vampires i only know vaguely of it i've never actually read that series but i mean that's why blades in it you know yeah I guess the way the way so there's going to be gameplay this week, uh, so we'll actually get to see the game. From what I understand, you you play as a character just called the Hunter, which is a new Marvel superhero created specifically for this game. These always go over great. Yeah, and do you remember that um, 
the fighting game? No, 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 no. Rise of the Imperfects. Oh. That's not the one I was thinking of. But what about um, <laughs> uh, the 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 two human developer dudes? Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, their X Men one. Yeah, you know I X-Men liked that Destiny. game. I liked that game, but it wasn't great. No, it was not. But you could like pick three superhero templates and. I don't know. I have a lot more faith in Firaxis, even though I don't like their games necessarily. Like, XCOM is not my jam. But it might get me to play one with the Marvel characters. I mean, if if, if Blade doesn't have a move called Ice Skate and Uphill, I don't know what we're doing. All I have to say is that look at the art for this game. And then look at the art for like the gold version of Injustice Two, and that's where they're like standing on opposite sides of each other. When I saw it, I was like, "Does this mean that there's the fighting game with the Marvel characters?" No. That was a rumor for a long time that NetherRealm was working on Marvel, but I heard the rumor this past week that they were working on MK12 because they weren't. Yeah, you were telling me that. Yeah, Yeah, like they're not certain of their future, where they're going to land. I saw questions the other day of like what if sony buys them what if microsoft buys them i'm gonna tell you something as a multiplat you would rather have microsoft buy them because that means you will get a pc version if sony buys them you will not at least not for like a year and a half two years or something so i don't want sony or microsoft to buy them just fyi (laughs) I want Mortal Kombat to be on every platform because it's but, fucking Mortal Kombat, you know? And if Microsoft buys them, they can bring in Killer Instinct characters. I understand that, and I'm not telling you that that would not excite <laughs> me, Anthony. I am saying that I don't want people to miss out on such a... Like, when Street Fighter Five went single platform, it hurt me because I was like, how do you take a game that has been available to everybody everywhere for so long and strip it away from a huge chunk of your user base. Well, uh, how could they take a game that's been a game for so long and strip away the game? Well, there is that too. Street Fighter V was kind of a mess at launch. Makes you wonder how much of that... And I only know that from listening to this podcast. Dude, it was it was bad. When that oh, thing Drew launched, was it was so, bad. Drew was so heartbroken. I mean, I don't blame him. I, I would be extremely upset if, like, a new Mortal Kombat was bad. Those games are my jam. Anyway. Yeah, Marvel's Midnight Suns uh, coming supposedly next year, I think, is the date. There's another game that was announced that's coming out in February as well, as if we needed more games coming in February, and that is Saints Row. So I was wrong. It's just called I thought they were gonna... Saints Row? I thought they were going to try to continue kind of spinning off of what they did with the original series, but apparently they're like, fuck that original series entirely, and I'm like, alright. Yeah, no Johnny Gat, no Kinsey. No Purple. No Purple. Um, I think it looks good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't really care how it looks. I think the stuff that they've mentioned is a lot of the stuff that I felt three was missing, and reason why I liked two more. Like, you, you don't really, 
didn't really take over neighborhoods in three in the same way you did two. And so I'm excited to see if it plays, if it controls like three, but plays like two. If that makes sense. Yeah, um, I get I'll be really excited. From. Because, because I, while I appreciated sort of the zaneness of three, the problem was it was, it, it toned back not only the city and all the places you could go, but it just took away a bunch of stuff that you could do as well. And it got rid of all these cutscenes that, explained why you were spraying shit on the side of buildings and stuff like a lot of its character was taken away to be more zany during the main story cutscenes but like there was they explained to you why you had to get hit in traffic you know for the uh insurance fraud or uh pretend to be a cop on television and then kill people with a chainsaw (laughs) like that type of stuff is where that series should have kept going because it was like absurd still just decided to reserve some of itself and then it's fine that it spiraled out of control and turned into what it did in four but uh which was just prototype um but uh i was hoping that they would sort of play off of that but it's not even at least it's a new city at least it's not still water again or not still water no, it was still steel, water. Steel port. Steel no, port. Steel Sorry. port in the, was three and four, and then still water was one and two. At least it's neither of those. Um, because let's be honest, steel port didn't really change from three to four. So, yeah, I'm I, I'm excited. I'll give them a shot. You know, um, it, it, the what they say that they're bringing back, I'm excited for. But yeah, man, I couldn't have been more wrong with my guess of what they were going to do. I'm very shocked that that game is out in four or six months. I mean, I haven't. What have they done since Agents of Mayhem crashed? Yeah, but burned, most games right? get so. announced way before they're ready to go. Yeah, but I feel like we usually don't get a lot of huge announcements from Nordic stuff, you know? Months in advance. We only get months, I feel like, from Nordic, not years. Yeah. I don't know. I'll play the shit out of it. It's fucking Saints Row. I love it. Uh, it is interesting that it is coming to everything. Um, so it will be on last gen as well as current gen. Be interested to see how those PS4 and Xbox One versions of this game I'll run. let you know. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You're You're actually one of the people we can kind of test that on. I don't think anybody. I think everybody's moved on to the new machine. Well, Drew's still running PS4. He doesn't yeah, have a PS5 he has an Xbox. Yeah, but he has a Series X. Series X. So. Um, I will say this: Psychonauts. Man, that game still looks fucking amazing. And I'm it, playing on a base Xbox One. I think that game is just really well optimized because I think it was built for those. But I'll tell you this: on the Series X, oh goodness, locked 60, option to go 120. Whew. Game feels good. Ain't gonna lie about that. I know it's not big news, but I saw Dusk is finally making its way to Switch. Limited Run took pre-orders this week. Limited Run also did a reissue of um, Monster Boy. And boy, they didn't make a big announcement about that. I was like, oh shit, I slept through it. And I picked up my copy for 120 bucks shipped Canadian. Well, it's a big-ass box set. With like the soundtrack and a map, like a cloth map and stuff. Um, 
But that's what the original pressing of that game on Switch goes for used. I also saw oh. that because I follow both of those guys on Twitter. I saw that um, I think it's Doug tweeted that they do have the license for Xbox games. They're just getting it finalized to do it right. Yeah, there was. Uh, I think they've teased one game for Xbox. Yeah, they so. they've. I saw him the other day tweet that they do have the ability to do it. They just want to make sure that the first one that they do is right. So. That's good. More more games for people who like physical stuff. That's cool. Especially with Microsoft clearly making more Game Pass stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You'll, I'm assuming you'll see Microsoft let them publish like first-party Microsoft titles that aren't Halo in the future. Mm, so I don't know about that. I could see them. I could see them doing a Battletoads. I could totally see them doing a Battletoads because Microsoft didn't do a physical version of that. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm assuming Microsoft won't do physical versions of some of their stuff just because what's the point? Yeah. For Microsoft, right? Even though it says Microsoft on the title, like in hindsight, if if they could have, I'm sure they would have just done Crackdown Three as a limited run game. I'll tell you the funny thing, and I still I still get a chuckle out of this every time I see it. Um, I went to the Psychonauts Two page on PlayStation just to see. And right there under the publisher, it says Microsoft. Microsoft. It, it always makes me chuckle when I see things like that, like when the PlayStation logo pops up on MLB The Show on my Xbox. <laughs> yep. I wonder when you boot, if anybody out there knows, tell me, please. But when you boot up Psychonauts 2 on the PS4, does it start with that big Xbox Game Studios logo? I, I want to know that because I don't have the PlayStation version. Like, Microsoft reached out to me for the code, so obviously I got the Xbox version. But I would love to see if the Xbox Game Studios logo pops up. I, I It pops up on Minecraft, too, I think. I wonder if that happens on PlayStation. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's, uh... I don't know, it's... It... It's weird. It's a weird it's kind of like world. When you see Sega show up, saw Sega show up on Nintendo for the oh, first time. Oh, I remember, time. like when I got the first GameCube game that was published by Sega, and it popped up on my screen. I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, they're crossing the streams. Yeah, like my my eleven year old brain couldn't have fathomed seeing the Sega logo on a Super Nintendo cartridge. It just. It just wouldn't have happened, man. And now I'm seeing PlayStation on my Xbox and Xbox on my PlayStation, and I'm like, man, you're dipping your peanut butter in my chocolate. Yeah, I did that backwards on purpose. Okay. I just wanted you to know. Alright. I think that's all I've got for news, unless you have any I got else. one thing. Okay. Um, that we've, cause we, only because we've talked about it before, and I'm not going to repeat everything. Um, Carl Jobst uh, I believe I pronounced that name incorrectly, <laughs> not intentionally. Um, but he's a speedrunner. He does documentaries on speedrunning and stuff. Um, he did a almost hour-long video on uh, those stupid auctioned million-dollar games. Oh, yeah, the WADA stuff? Exposing fraud and deception in the retro video game market. Everybody should watch that that has any care for that stuff. I didn't realize that the guy who owns heritage auctions is part of the reason why the coin bubble burst in the eighties. 
he like artificially increased the or uh, inflated the prices of coins to where it burst. Oh yeah, it, there's there. It's so fucking skeezy, and they're they're slabbing and selling their own games and stuff, and like yeah, yeah, like it's been. It's basically been a scam the whole time, but like, yeah, that video really made it seem worse than than I thought it was. So I forgot a new story that I saw. Actually, I watched this morning before the show started. So I don't know if you know, there's a new model of the PS5 that's currently circulating in Japan. Um, that it's lighter. It's right? lighter. So one of the YouTube tech people took it apart. And found out why it's lighter. And it. If you're looking to buy a PS5. And you can. Maybe you should buy one now. Because the reason it's lighter. Is that the heat sink has been shrunk. That. Doesn't sound good. Nope. Uh, He did a heat test on it. And it's running hotter than the original. Already out of the box. And they took the heat sinks out, and like literally all of the weight difference is in the heat sink. Right. Yeah. So I saw that video this morning. So if you have an opportunity to buy a PS5 now, maybe get the original model before this new one becomes regular. I'm assuming Sony knows that it'll be fine. But what they talked about in that video that made me nervous was... If you remember when we talked about when these systems were coming out, the Xbox runs at like a frequency constant because it just runs its power. And the PS5 will circulate up and down depending on what it needs, which causes it to, you know, to heat up more often. So if that smaller heat sink is going to cause a problem in the future, that could be really bad news. I'm not saying it's going to be a problem. I'm saying I don't know in the long run if it will be a problem. So, just an interesting video I watched this morning. Um, Somebody on my timeline tweeted it, and I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this. And I watched it, and I was like, oh my god, that heatsink is so much smaller than the original one. I I have one more news story, seeing as how this is how we're doing news, is we'll just keep remembering stuff and bring that. <laughs> um, that Metroid Prime... that. 2D Metroid Prime fan game got shut down and people were upset with Nintendo for protecting their IP if they wanted to release that Metroid Prime game they wouldn't have announced it I don't know how many times we have to go through this but they're doing it for publicity and nothing more they are never going to make the full Metroid Prime game not because Nintendo shut them down but they were never going to there's no way you would announce it knowing that Nintendo shuts this down. You can say, well, Nintendo's not fair. I'm going to be honest with you, Nintendo's IPs are worth a lot more than Sonic. You know, when you point out Sega and be like, well, Sega lets them do Sonic. Yeah, and there's strict rules about what they are okay with and what they're not. Um, but the main thing is, is like, Sonic isn't as valuable. Like, Sonic doesn't sell consoles. And no. you might say, well, Metroid doesn't sell, sell consoles. No, but like Nintendo doesn't treat any of their IPs as lesser when it comes to that. So I, I just, uh, I don't know how many times you have to go through this. If you have a fan game and you think it's going to be really good, don't 
tell anyone about it <laughs> until you're fucking done. Yeah, don't and, tell Nintendo. You know, I think the only reason why uh, another Metroid 2 remake got got released is because not only had it been worked on for like a decade, there was large periods of time where that game just did not seem like it was being made anymore. And then suddenly a timer started counting down and then a download was released. And then, hey, look, the it was up for like a day or two and then the cease and desist letter came. So that would probably have something to do with it. But like, don't... <sighs> It's just like, and if they you really want to take your Metroid Prime game, because let's be honest, the 2D Metroid Prime and Metroid Prime have nothing in common on coding level or anything. Just change all the sprites if you want to keep going with it. People would be like, yeah, it was that former thing they reworked into this. Now it's a Metroid-like game, but yeah, it's... uh. I wasn't surprised in the slightest, but every time people get upset about it, like Nintendo's not good to their consumers. I hate to tell you this, but like people that listen to podcasts and people that was like go on Reddit to talk about video games aren't Nintendo's prime audience. Never have, never will be. Yeah. All right. Uh, I do have an email, but I'm gonna save it till there are more people on the show. It's an Eeyore car email, so you can. Assume. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, but I do have some tweets. OG Show says, so I'm playing 12 minutes and I like the loop, but whoa, this game needs just a bit more hand-holding. It's hard to figure out what to do next, and my god, this story is twisted so far. Yeah. <laughs> you just wait. Use knife on wife. That that gets you a really good sequence. Like, I'm, like honestly, the acting in that and that moment stuck out on me, stuck out to me. And like what transpires from that, you know the first I was impressed time by that. But otherwise, the first time I played that game, I didn't even eat dinner with my wife. I ate before she sat down, and she got mad at me. Yep. <laughs> I was like, man, I wanted the cake. Uh, Mookie says so. Far Cry Five plays somewhat better than Three, but whenever I take a break from it, I play Kingdom Two Crowns. Kingdom Two Crowns is a game I've been wanting to play and really should. Especially That's not what the bloodstain blood thing is. Yeah. It? Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, Far Cry Five definitely plays better. It. I would love to see Far Cry Three with some of the aspects of Far Cry Five. Like, I think the the bunkers in Far Cry Five, where you're like solving puzzles and stuff to get into them, is far more interesting than the just basic sort of shrines that you can enter in Far Cry Three. Um. Yeah, I, I think the issue is like oh, that's a lot of fields. That's all Far Cry games. Yeah. So. OG Show also says so. The Netflix Cowboy Bebop show is getting hate from the fans because Faye is not quote accurate. This led me to wonder what's the most inaccurate portrayal of a character, but was still good. Man of Steel. Henry Cave will play a Superman, but it was not the Superman that we all knew. Huh. Uh, I mean, Henry Cavill, Zack Snyder, like, I feel, this is the, my kind of old rant on Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder only ever read edgy comic books, and it shows. Um, it, It's like, he read 
you know, um, The Dark Knight Returns and 300 and a lot of Frank Miller and then maybe Watchmen once and decided to change the ending, which doesn't make any sense. But he read all this stuff that was very grim dark. And the only reason why Superman gets to be kind of the character that Henry Cavill's playing in the movie in The Dark Knight Returns is that he is not aging as fast as Bruce Wayne is. And the world has gone to shit and it's old friends falling out. And they're both just angry older men, except that obviously Superman doesn't age. So they worked up to this really quickly and without having the history of having this positive do-gooder Superman in behind. Um, but I mean, he Henry Cavill, given the opportunity and a better script, I think would be a better Superman, um, you know, in not Zack Snyder's grim, dark stuff. I like Man uh, of Steel. I, I, the more just, I watch that movie, the more I appreciate what it is. It, Zack Snyder's really good at visuals, but like everything has to be like really like few tones. Like he doesn't really like a lot of color. <laughs> like very simple. It, it, it's just yeah. Um, I have complaints all across the board, and Superman is one of the how he handles Superman is one of them, but also how he handles Batman. It's like again, you read all these comic books that. Only got that, only earned that stuff after like 40 years of comic books. You know, like if you grew up watching Batman the Animated Series and then read The Dark Knight Returns, you have a better understanding of than Zack Snyder of how Batman and Superman should be. Dude, um, have you... They're not bad movies. They're just, it's like they're very narrow minded and like I've read one comic book and that's what I'm going to do. Have you continued to watch Titans? No, but like Titans isn't. Well, I'm asking because weird. season three just started and there's a huge, awesome Batman moment in the first episode. No, I, I need to get back to the Titans. But like, they, I, I, I criticized Titans. I, I thought I was going to criticize for the same issue, but it, it at least was trying to tell a different story and not do the same story comic books had done, to my knowledge. Um, so. Well, I was um, I was super happy at the beginning of season three, uh, even though it does borrow from comic books. I'm trying to think of adaptations um, that were good because I can think of adaptations that were bad. Um, well, I think that was his question. It was like, a, well, I'm sorry, an adaptation that was wrong. And, and to be fair, I don't know if you know anything about the Cowboy Bebop thing, but the reason people are upset is because of her outfit, not because of her character, because we haven't even seen uh, a trailer yet. Well, I mean. The, you know, saying speaking of that, I mean, Titans is a great example. Like, I saw Starfire, and uh, to be clear, I didn't give a shit that the actress was black. Starfire is originally orange. Um, I didn't think they were going to do an orange carrot girl, um, <laughs> you know, for for it. And it's like, but they had her dressed in such a way that she, well, to put it bluntly, looked like a prostitute. But they explained that in the first episode. Yeah. When they showed pictures of it, the outfit, like, it, it was awful. It was awful. It looked it looked bad. And, like, she ends up being, like, I haven't watched the whole series, but, like, she ended up being my favorite character on the show. 
Have you seen all of season episode. one and two? Uh, I need to. I need to finish season one. Oh Still, God! So you like haven't? Two, okay. So yeah, two, you don't know anything was, yet. Yeah. I was two episodes like short. I think of finishing it. But, okay. Um, it just like, so I mean, there's that. I guess. Um, like in terms of just visuals, I think visuals aren't really fair because I could go like, uh, I guess I'll go into my Marvel stuff. Uh, Iron Man. Iron Man is very different than the comic but well I mean probably not anymore because I don't read current Iron Man I knew of old Iron Man um which was you know a real asshole and I know he's a little bit snarky um in the the movies but like Robert Downey Jr changed that character I don't know if they write Tony Stark like they did when Tony Stark was the villain essentially to the Marvel universe because he wanted the um mutant uh registration not the superhero registration like civil war but like the actual civil war from the comics he's a massive dickweed um and spider-man's pulled in between it uh i don't really like the spider-man one but like the iron man in the mcu but the iron man was a better iron man overall really um is it, is no, like a lot of the MCU is very different from the comic books, but I'd argue are very well done. I, so I was thinking about this the other day, and it kind of struck me, like with Spider-Man, like Tom Holland is is a good Spider-Man, but he has not been as memorable as the McGuire movies. Well, he's not a primary character. Like I, he has that, that that's been that's been a lot of people's issues that are big Spider-Man fans. He's bootlicker, uh, bootlicker Parker. Like he, he kisses Tony's ass, but that, that I not, it, it's fine that he looks up to Tony Stark, which isn't a comic book thing. That's fine. But like, he's still gr- grieving fucking about it. And it's like, there's a character that he's supposed to grieve over. It's uncle Ben. What the fuck happened with Uncle Ben in this universe? Did he just go, ah, Tony Stark's my Uncle Ben now? Like, yeah, like, he hasn't talked about Uncle weird... Ben since, like, the first movie. <laughs> so every time, like, think about it. So so in the first Spider-Man movie, Tony's there. In the second movie, it's uh, uh, ex-employee of Tony Stark. You know? <laughs> like, he's always second fiddle in his fucking movies to Tony Stark. It's just weird because, like, I think about those first two movies, and like, n- not even the villains were as memorable as like Green Goblin from the well, first I think, one I think, and I Doc think Ock. That, I think part of that, unfortunately, is the fact that they were trying not to return to the characters that were done in the previous movies. And let's be honest, Green Goblin and Doc Ock stand out a bit more. Than yeah, but even when you do like a, a minor, when you do a minor villain, they can still be really good. Think of the first um, Nolan Batman movie. Like, who the fuck cared about Scarecrow? Scarecrow was great, but uh, I'm thinking more of uh, Ra's al Ghul. Ra's al Ghul. Ra's al Ghul. Ra's al Ghul. However, you yeah, like it's said yeah. differently in so many mediums. Okay. I don't even know. So I'm not crazy. No. I was like, you said it. I'm like, that sounds right. But I'm like, I'm pretty. That's sure what they called too. him in that movie. But in the animated yeah. series, they call him Ra's al Ghul. Anyways, I mean, like, yeah, you're right. Neither of those characters would be my go-to. It's just like I, I honestly think like part of it is just like everything has to fucking surround Stark Industries in Spider-Man. 
No one can attack the city without somehow being attached to fucking Iron Man. Well, he's kind of the pinnacle of the MCU, too. Sorry? He's he's like the main character of the MCU. Yeah, but Thor's movies don't surround the events of... Right? Like, Stark's life only seems to directly affect... um, Like, Ant-Man movies don't revolve around Tony Stark. Uh, The Thor movies don't revolve around Tony Stark. Like, he's not a big... Like, they might mention him, but they are not big players. Fucking Captain America, the first one, has a Stark in it and still doesn't revolve around Tony Stark. (laughs) It does. Right? It kind of does, but, like, it pays off in a build-up, but it's not, like, right away. Weird, that's a weird call, because, like, the second, you know, Winter Soldier and stuff ends up going into Civil War and blah, blah, blah. But it's, like, all the Spider-Man stuff. Like, Mysterio couldn't be a pissed-off movie director. No, no, no. He had to be a pissed-off, disgruntled employee from Stark. Well, it's it's telling. He's dead. Stark is sad. It's uh, he's dead, and it's just like man. Like, when is Peter Parker gonna be his own fucking superhero? When he gets older. No, it's just like (laughs) yeah. So you know, I will say this though: seeing Doc Ock in that trailer gave me goosebumps. Oh, absolutely. I I don't get that way with trailers for movies usually. Hearing Willem Dafoe's laugh in the one scene. Oh yeah, but like. I, I'm not the hugest Spider-Man 2 fan. Like, I love the first one over the second. I know that puts me in a minority. But oh my god. Like, he's more... Doc Ock was so menacing stepping and going, Hello, Peter. Hello, Peter. And it's just that... It's just... Uh, Alfred Molina's delivery is so fucking good as that yeah. character. Yeah. So, but, um... Yeah, I'm just trying to think of other characters that, like... That is an MCU... That I, it's, I'm it's familiar hard. with that have been... It's hard because the MCU and comic book movies so dominate fucking media now. Media, yeah, I know. I'm just trying to think of like even stuff where I'm like, I know the the source material and... Uh, I know the source material well enough where I'm like, yeah, that's different, but like, I think that's a good interpretation still. Um... <sighs> Yeah, I mean it gets it gets pretty difficult when most movies are comic book movies for sure. Um It's all the same shit, man. Yeah, it's all I'm just trying to think of video game movies where like Yeah, the movie's bad, but the Bowser the character's not Bowser in the Mario movie. <laughs> I mean Fucking, fucking man, that movie is something Trump esque. Dennis Hopkins up in that bitch. You know, you know what? Um, Gollum in the Lord of the Rings movies is not how he is described in the books. In the books, he's a dark little slimy creature. Obviously, he has to look somewhat like a hobbit still. But spoiler, how I always. <laughs> It's it's been almost twenty years since it's the first it's been longer fucking... since the books, Anthony. I'm just saying. Yes, yes, but but I'm just saying. If you only watch the movies, guess what? It's twenty years on the first movie. So, um, I'm so old. 
Yeah, well, I saw that in theater, so trust me, it was one of those moments where I went, oh my god, a two. So, um, but like, if you look at the old Rankin Bass animated uh, Hobbit movie, yep, I've seen. Or it. if you've seen the PS2 Hobbit game, where like Gollum is a black skinned like lizardy creature, like he still is humanoid, but it's. He he's kind of got like less of a nose, and it's kind of like he looks more like a lizard. That's the best way I can describe it. That is how I pictured him when I read The Hobbit. What is with people lately bringing up that that jank ass Hobbit game? The, the only reason why the only reason why I brought it up was literally because it's the only other time I can think of where Gollum is presented not like a. Well, not like the movie for sure, but not like a um, it like more like a just a sickly hobbit. It, he's he's cursed like to the point where he doesn't look like a hobbit anymore, and like that's how I read that book. Like that's how I saw it. Um, and obviously, like you know, choices were made um when it came to the movies and in the first movie you don't even see Gollum and they changed his design from the first movie like the quick second you see him. Uh they changed his design from that to what he looks like in the other two uh Peter Jackson films and then the stupid Hobbit movies that no one should watch. Um <laughs> but like that is how I see Gollum now. Like, you know, I have a hard time removing Andy Circus's performance from that character. So that's a pretty good example, I think. Um, otherwise, like most of the time, it, it obviously doesn't make a big enough deal to me. I mean, uh, if you want to take a great, you know what, great example, Polka Dot Man. That's 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 new, recent, yeah. But okay, Polka Dot Man, that's a shitty ass comic book character. But boy, the movie version's way better. I mean, that whole movie is full of shitty-ass comic book characters that they somehow I mean, make endearing. <laughs> to be fair, you are correct. It's just like that character is is even worse. Who the who the fuck knew who Ratcatcher Two was? Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Oh yeah, from Deadpool. Yeah, I mean that character is totally different from the comic book version. Rolled back into comic book movies. I watched the Suicide Squad, and I'm just like. Like being a DC fan, I mostly only know these characters' names. Like that's how obscure and awkward they are. I mean, the fact that that Starro is the villain. Starro's I, fucking obscure. That, like, but Starro was popular because he was the first issue of Justice League. But I mean, like even then, though, like Starro is not <laughs> not one of the main villains. Not that Enchantress is either, I guess. But still. The fact that like, King Shark was the most well-known character on the Suicide Squad in that movie makes me laugh. Yeah, and that's probably from the well. I mean, other than Harley Quinn. Well, I knew him like I knew him better from like even recent media, like when they did that Suicide Squad movie, um, oh, yeah. the the animated movie, the animated ones. Yeah, like. Just the fact that he's a fucking shark and a man makes him a little more well known than you know some of these characters like Peacekeeper. I I never, oh I never followed Peacekeeper. 
Yeah, I'm not familiar with Peacekeeper outside of this version, really. It's, it's just like, and you got Ratcatcher 2, and you've got fucking... Oh my god. Just some weird characters, and then Weasel? Fucking Weasel? Really? <laughs> Weasel's... Weasel. And like, I mean, that's just a dumbass character. I don't want to spoil that movie, but they made a big deal about a lot of characters that are in that movie for all of, like, I don't know, three minutes. <laughs> also, I love that that um, Gunn puts his fucking brother in all the stupid animal roles. Well, he was also uh, Calendar Man, wasn't he? Um, maybe. Uh, he's, he's Rocket Raccoon when they're doing it on set, right? Like, the... Makes his brother stand in for all these well, he, characters. Yeah, he was a stand-in for Weasel, but I also think he was um, Calendar Man. Calendar Man's only in the movie for well, like twelve seconds, but I think that's yes, his he brother. is. You're right. Yep, that is him. Yeah, it's just it's fucking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I got one more tweet before we get out of here. This comes from Lincoln Man. He says, "Hello, gents. Hope all is well with you all." Life has been crazy and playing catch-up on your podcast and had to work 40 hours straight to meet a deadline and went through 13, the last 13 podcasts straight. That's approximately 24 hours straight of you all in my ears. Yowza. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 24 hours of us being stupid. I don't want to listen to 24 hours of me, let alone other people on this podcast, which is fine. But I like I'm stuck with me and I don't even want to hear myself that much. <laughs> I'm like, I don't people are like, oh, get him off the show. Like, do me do us all the favor and just take me out already. <laughs> I'm tired of suffering with myself. Well, that's dark. Thanks for that. You're <laughs> Do you want to write the script to the sequel to 12 Minutes? Is that what you want? Uh, no, I've, it's that was more of a Psychonauts 2 inner thought. Well, there's a... Did you connect well, the speaking two? Of, speaking of which, there's a really dark moment in the first game where if you jump into Mila's, like, treasure chest, uh, it's a bunch of kids screaming for help because they burned in the orphanage. What the fuck is that all about? And they just never talk about it again. Uh, there's so much dark shit in that first game that they're like, I pushed it all away. <laughs> I don't think that's healthy. You gotta bury it in the bottom of your subconscious. And then and then there's the milkman conspiracy, which is just someone that's fully given in to it. It's like I think he gets out the best. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> fine. Whew. Alright, well that's all the tweets, all the news, all the video games you can handle for one day. Or we if you handle like Mo- the there's the, the... This is the best two hours that you can handle of us. The Laka man who listened to 24 hours of us. That's a lot of time, man. Yeah, that's a lot of us. I like listening to podcasts, too. But, man, I gotta have a limit. I I can't listen to, like, one podcast that much in a row. No, I don't think I could go that long. That's a lot of podcasts. I I could switch between a couple, I'm sure, but, like... I started listening to um, the Cinemasker podcast. That one's pretty good. Started listening to we're on very on we're on very different pages. I started listening to Planet Money again. 
I'm pretty sure I don't listen to any podcast that is not video game related. Uh, so so Planet Money, for those who don't know and maybe want something else to listen to, it seems like something that would be really boring because it's NPR, and that's usually a bad sign. Uh, um, this is uh, NPR. Yeah, no, this is really <laughs> upbeat, and it's like it is fucking fascinating. Like it it all is centered around business. But, like, the things that they explore, like, uh, I'm just scrolling down. Um, so they have two podcasts. They have the, they have Planet Money and The Indicator. The Indicators are shorter episodes, like, usually, like, under 10 minutes. Um, here's an Indicator episode. Who owns the moon? I don't know if you Holy know this, God. but it was me. Yeah. Like, it, they just, they cover, they bought a, they bought a superhero. That was one of their their episodes was how much does it cost to buy a superhero and they were trying to look up like old DC or Marvel characters that they could buy and eventually get told like you're not going to be able to buy one just in case like you know gun (laughs) Suicide Squad wants to put him in a movie (laughs) yeah exactly so they go and look for one that's like fallen into public domain to basically rebuy it or something like that like it's it's bizarre but like a fascinating show and yeah not every episode is going to be like up your alley but like man it's just it's so weird to have like all these different things it's a terrible name for a podcast but they, they do bring it back into how money fits into it but like that is not the is not like a finance podcast hmm Best NPR podcast, probably. Uh, this American Life is, I think, NPR as well. There's a couple like that. That show's hit and miss, but like that's a really good show as well. I watched that Bob Ross documentary this weekend. I've heard uh, you can walk away from it not liking Bob Ross as much. I don't know where people got that. I mean, there are things in there that he did that I'm like, eh. But for the most part, he was a pretty good individual. Well. Maybe it was someone joking online then. I Did you see the Drew, reply maybe? to Drew's tweet? Is that what you saw? That's, yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah, that's a lie. Oh, okay. I think that was a joke. Okay, it's hard <laughs> to tell because it's just text on the internet. And I went, yeah, I mean, he was in the military. God knows what happened. Like, no, actually, I came out of that documentary kind of depressed. Like some and shit he... happens when he dies that just depressed the piss uh... out of me. Was it fighting over his estate? Yes. Yeah, there's a surprise. Yeah. That's how it always goes down. Let's let's ruin this family by fighting over the estate. Well, it wasn't the family that ruined it. <laughs> oh. Great. <laughs> you should watch it. It's a... Uh... I don't know. It sounds like it's going to be sad. It's a happy little accident. <laughs> ah, great. <laughs> well, just like this podcast. All right, wrap it up, Ken. <laughs> We're just going to put this bush right over here. That's gonna be our little secret. Yeah, we're gonna. You can follow us on Twitter. <laughs> podcast is it? It's a at secret. DTGD podcast. And if you tell anybody, I'll come to your house and I will kill you. <laughs> if you ever saw that Family Guy joke of Bob Ross, where he's like, "This little bush over here is just gonna be our little secret," and if you tell anybody, I'm gonna come to your house and I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that Family Guy. I think I said the wrong thing. It's N4G podcast, isn't it? At N4G Podcast, if you want to tweet at us, if you want to send us an email, it's podcasts at ztgd.com. 
if you want to follow us on if you want to follow us on Twitter. I'm a ZTGD and Anthony's a complacent robot, and you can follow the site at ZTGD Content. I mean, we got places everywhere. You could you can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify. Spotify. You can subscribe you can to it on it. YouTube. You can it, listen to us for 24 hours. I spend you know a half hour every Monday morning making that video that like 20 people watch on YouTube. You know what? Y'all are worth it. <laughs> 20 people watch on YouTube. Which we have a higher YouTube for this show than Phoenix Down does on YouTube, but you, but Phoenix Down has more listeners on Spotify than we have on Spotify. So Phoenix Down definitely appreciates the Spotify and N4G Radio especially appreciates the YouTube video. So take those numbers and do nothing with them. I think we gotta put a little bit of a buck buck car right there. I'll do that shit. Peace, bitches. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.